Hello and welcome to Peacock Podcasts. I'm your host, Caitlin Caulfield, and this is an episode for the Meeting AUP series, where we talk with AUP faculty to get to know the university better. Today, I'll be chatting with Professor Susan Perry about her experience coming to France, but also who she is outside of the school. I hope you enjoy. Welcome. Thank you very much. Introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what your passions are. So my name is Susan Perry. I'm a professor at the American University of Paris, where I've been teaching for about 35 years. And my current research area of focus is human rights and digital technology. How did you come to France? How did you come to AUP? So I came to France by accident. I trained as a sinologist specializing in China, but I knew a Frenchman who I decided eventually to marry. And so I have to say I moved here without giving it much thought because my French language skills weren't very strong. I came to AUP also by accident. I answered uh, an ad in the International Herald Tribune to teach a course on Chinese politics at AUP, and that's how it started. So apparently you are working with the French National Commission on Human Rights. Is that correct? It's very exciting for me. It's the culmination of years of hard work and research. France is the very first National Commission on Human Rights. And the French National Commission has an enormous amount of influence on how France's treaty commitments are interpreted by the uh, French government and by the elected officials. And my mandate is to work on gender and technology. Our greatest concern is that we may find certain values locked in to artificial intelligence, especially generalized artificial intelligence within the next 20 to 50 years. Once values get locked in, they're really hard to change. And we would like the values that are locked into artificial intelligence to embrace freedom from discrimination, to embrace freedom from bias, which may not be the case. So you're focusing specifically on gender and kind of the interactions of AI with the female population. Can you explain some of the dangers or what you're trying to protect Mm -hmm. people against and those judgments you're hoping don't get locked in? So what usually happens is the people who design software have no idea that their nation state has signed and ratified human rights conventions. The software itself will often incorporate the biases of the individuals who are designing the software. And because those individuals are almost always men and almost always white from a middle-class background, those values make their way into the software design itself and into the product, which then goes on the market. My final question for you is regarding an article about AI use in France. So basically, there's an issue of judiciary judgment and bias based on AI technology. Specifically with asylum seekers, judges will see an asylum seeker just momentarily based on their nationality and immediately make that judgment. Do you think that this technology is helpful? Do you think it's a violation of Mm. privacy? Do you think that, how do you feel about it? So first of all, you've probably read Blink, which explains that no matter who we are, we make most of our judgments in less than a second. So the whole point of awareness and of education is to question your own judgment, to question your own biases. So a judge, a judge needs to learn to question their own biases. 
So you could use AI to film judges making decisions in asylum-seeking cases, and you could try to analyze their facial expressions, share that information with the judge so that the judge could learn to improve or navigate their own biases. But then what do you do with the recording? Who does it belong to? As far as I'm concerned, it should be destroyed. Right? So it's a teaching tool, and once it's been used, you destroy it. And so we can use AI and data to uphold the law, not allowing war criminals to enter French territory and seek asylum. We can use it to help justices, judges, improve their decision-making skills, but then we protect their privacy by destroying. Each time we use data and we use artificial intelligence or any kind of technology, we have to think of it like the automobile. We need to put on our seatbelt. We need to stop at the stoplights. We need to use the technology with caution because it's both a convenience, a life-saving device. It can improve our lives, but it can also destroy them. This podcast was produced and edited by myself, your host, Caitlin Caulfield for Peacock Media. Special thank you to my guest, Professor Susan Perry, as well as executive producers, Kira Roddy and Abia Numbisi. Music by Viking Studios.